Good morning. Uh, Two thirds is fine too. <laughs> All right. In this week's parsha, we start off reading the negotiations um, between Avram and Ephraim and the Bnei Ches, and Avram trying to acquire a burial place for his wife Sarah. In Parashas Kiseitze, in Parak Chafalef, chapter 21, verses 22-23, it talks about somebody who is being hanged to death by the high court. And in that context, there's a mitzvah, well, he's actually not hanged to death, he's, um, he's hung after he dies. Right. He's oh, put yeah. to death by Skila, and then they hang him. And then it says like this, You shall not... In Yiddish we have a word, I don't know, that means to overnight. Yeah, I don't know that there's an English word for that, but it means you shouldn't leave it overnight. It's like the kugel. Yeah, the overnight kugel, <laughs> that's right. So, You shouldn't leave the corpse, the cadaver, on, uh, on the gallows, on the tree. Because you shall bury him on that day. Now, you note, as we often have in the Torah, is a double expression. We usually translate it as you shall surely bury him, or you shall surely, whatever it is. Okay. So, technically, in the terms that we're used to thinking of negative commandments and positive commandments, we have here both. The corpse shall not be left there overnight. And there's also a positive mitzvah to bury him. A negative mitzvah not to leave him on the tree. A positive mitzvah to bury him. Now, now we turn to the Gemara in Perak Nigmar Hadin in Sanhedrin Dafim Vavim and Beis. The Gemara says, Omer Rabbi Yechonah Mishum Rabshim Ben Yechayim. Rabbi Yechonah teaches in the name of Rabshim Ben Yechayim. How do we know that if somebody leaves his dead, now his dead in 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 Mishnaic and, and Talmudic Hebrew, his dead means uh, the, your relative. If a person's relative is dead, Misha Mesa Mutalafanov, a person's immediate relative, what we would say, somebody who one would set Shiva for, a parent, a child, a sibling, or a spouse, um, is so if you are Melinus Mesa, if you leave your dead overnight, how do you know that you are violate a negative prohibition? Tamad Loimar, Kikavi Sikbirenu. So it says the Pasuk teaches, you shall surely bury him. We can, from here we derive, the Melinus Macy, somebody who leaves the dead body overnight, that he violates a negative commandment. Anyone disturbed by this? What's the negative commandment? Oh. It's a positive one. So he, said, he says, how do you know you violate the negative commandment? He brings a positive commandment. Okay, let, let, let's continue a moment. Ikadamri, an alternative version of Rabbi Yechonin's statement. What is a hint or an allusion to the mitzvah of burial um, from the Torah? Um, again, the same passage, this double expression, is a remez. Um, an allusion to the mitzvah of to the biblical mitzvah of burial now um, it's a little bit um, what's the word, a little bit uh, unclear because when we say remez mikan minatora we're saying it's an allusion to the mitzvah minatora so well, which one is it, is it a mitzvah minatora or is it an allusion 
Um, now, we're not going to really sort of definitively answer that question. I will, however, point out that there are other places that we find the Gemara using this expression, remez, and yet the Rishonim Paschim, that it is a biblical a biblical mitzvah. And the one that comes to mind, I actually looked it up this morning, is also Rabbi Yechanan. There, this one was Rabbi Yechanan in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yechoi. There it was Rabbi Yechanan in the name of Rabbi Shmuel. Where he says in the end of Kedusha, in Remez le Yichud min what is a Remez? What would be an allusion to the prohibition of Yichud to, for a, a man to be in seclusion with a woman who is an erva to him, with a woman who he's not allowed to marry? And we learn it out from a pasuk. And yet, even though the Gemara Rabbi Yechanan used that uses that wording that it's an allusion, nevertheless, uh, certainly the majority of Rishonim understand it that it's actually a full fledged biblical prohibition. So, okay, so we use the word remez. Perhaps some would understand this to mean that the mitzvah of burial is not a full-fledged biblical mitzvah in this case, but maybe not. Maybe it is a full-fledged biblical mitzvah. Okay. Mm. Now, so, 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 so we started off saying we have this, how do you know there's a negative command? So, so you could learn pshat, and it, 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 it seems like Rashi learns like this pshat. That the the posuk the posuk has an, the same posuk has the negative prohibition and the positive prohibition the positive mitzvah lo yisal nivlos yaleitz don't leave it overnight you should bury it so kikavitik brano has this extra word kikavitik brano double lotion now the context of the posuk is talking about somebody who's put to death by the bezdin so therefore the posuk if you would just read it regularly. The negative prohibition and the positive prohibition doesn't apply to a regular person who dies. It only applies to somebody who was put to death by the Bezdin. So therefore we have this double expression, which teaches me to apply the entire Pasuk, both the negative and the positive, to to, to, to any person who dies. Okay, I think, that's, I think that's what Rashi's learning. I think that's how Rashi's learning. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. You wouldn't think that would be necessary, right? If, you're, if you have an obligation to respect the, uh, the, the dignity of the deceased after a person was put to death, no, but for care, that could be everyone else that you should treat respectfully. Maybe, 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 but but maybe if I cared, the person who was um, degraded by being put to death, <laughs> so by by because he violated, so. You know, then it's really embarrassing if his body's left out. You're making up for it. Yeah, uh, but we'll have to see soon also what the what the reason for the mitzvah burial is. But before we do that, there's a very important um, yalkut to read. So this is the yalkut shemayin, which has the same statement of Rabbi Yechanan, and it's actually brought, printed on the side of the on the margin of the Gemara that he has a different reading of Rabbi Yechanan. And he says like this, How do you know that somebody who leaves the dead body overnight violates a negative prohibition? He brings the first half of the Pasuk. That, that you shall not leave the body overnight teaches you for anybody. How do you know that he also violates a positive prohibition? The mitzvah of burial. And then Ikad Amri, an alternative version is Remez Likvurus Menatari Menayin Shanamar Tamanaimiki Kavir. So the alternative version according to the the, the alternative version according to the Yalkut Shemani's alternative version, right? We have the Gemara which records an alternative version, and then we have 
the Yalkut Shemoni recording the whole Gemara in a bit, a little bit differently. So, uh, the Yalkut, sa- the, the, the first Rebbechman says there's a Lois Asa and an Asa. And then he says that there's not a regular Asa, there's not a regular positive mitzvah, but there's a hint, an illusion. And again, like we said before, what exactly the status of this illusion is remains somewhat um, unclear. Now, let's continue the Gemara. Shrei Malka says to Reb Chama, Shrei Malka is a non-Jewish king. And he says, how do you know in the Torah the mitzvah for burial? Ishtik, Reb Chama did not answer him. He didn't tell him anything. Reb Yaakov says that this world has been um, handed over to the hands of fools. The He should have answered Shrei Malka to say, that we have to bury him. Sorry, kikover. The first word is kikover. The law of the oren that you have to make him an oren. You have to make him a casket or an argas. Tikbirenu. Leimashmalei. Tikbirenu. Okay, so basically, what the Gemara is saying is, he should have told him that he should have told him kikover tikbirenu. Why didn't Reb Chama tell Shvei Malka that we learn out the mitzvah of burial from this pasuk? So he says no, because the word kikavri teaches you that it doesn't teach you that you have to bury him. It just teaches that you you have to put it away. So you put it in an argas in a coffin. It doesn't say they have to put it in the ground. How do you know you have to put it in the ground? From the second word kikavisikbereno, the double expression teaches you that it's not good enough to just bury somebody or put somebody away, so to speak, in a casket. You have to actually put it in the ground. Shver Malka, he's a guy, he doesn't recognize the, the, this type of um, uh, diok from double expressions in the Torah, and that's why Rabbi Muhammad didn't say anything to him. Oh, one second. So, no. What's the reason for the mitzvah of burial? Is it because of bizyoyna, because of embarrassment? And Rashi says, that it would be an embarrassment that people should see him dead and, and rotting away. Or is it a kapara that the fact that they lower him down into the ground is a, is a, is a, is a serves as an atonement? Just like uh, death itself might and other, you know, right. other ways that we have atonement. That death itself is an atonement. We'll see later that the disintegration of the body is, uh, is also an atonement. So the burial process is an atonement. Atonement bichlal. Yeah. Atonement for the person. Another, another another atonement. For that person. Just like death is an atonement, so, so too the burial might be an, another level of atonement or something. So, Lamayin Afkimena, one second. So, so what's Your the reason? So that's the question. What ah. question is, what's the reason for burial? Is it because... We want to, it's an atonement for the person, or is it because we're protecting him and the world at large, as the Rishonim explained from the embarrassment of there being dead bodies around? So the Gemara says, What's the difference? What's the difference? It's a mitzvah. What's the difference? So he says, If a person says before he dies, Don't bury me. If the reason is that it's an embarrassment, and again, the best management is not just to him, it's to everybody, to the family, to the world at large. So he has no right to say, leave me here, because that's, that's uncomfortable for other people to have to see that. Right. If the reason for the mitzvah of burial is because it provides atonement, and as Rashi explains, that if the reason for is for atonement and the person protests that I don't want this atonement, then even if you do it, it doesn't help. It's not going to atone for him if he's protesting that he doesn't want this atonement. 
right? There's also, I mean, in terms of uh, not the atonement part, but the um, um, the the bizyona part. I mean, wouldn't it also be the bizyon to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Is that also part of the equation? The Gemara talks about that, but that's the guy, the person who was put to death. Yeah, well, it should be similar, right? If you have a, a, a body be. rotting, that's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be. Okay. All right. So, the the Gemara doesn't answer this Shaila. There's a whole shackle of time. The Gemara doesn't answer. The bottom line is the Gemara doesn't answer the Shaila of what the reason for burial is, and therefore the Gemara doesn't answer what's the halacha. If somebody says don't bury me, what's the halacha? The Gemara doesn't doesn't answer that Shaila. However, the Rishonim explain that the Rosh he says the Bible if shita. So they say okay, so you have to be machmer. You have to be machmer. It's a Suffolk Surah, you have to be Machmir, you have to be stringent and bury him. Now, the fact that they're saying you have to be Machmir, the Chayra is that uh, it seems to be the understanding that there is a full fledged mitzvah to bury the person, a biblical mitzvah, and that's why, if there's a case of doubt, like here, we don't know what the reason is, we don't know if the mitzvah applies in this case. Nevertheless, you have to be Machmir, because Suffolk derives from the And this is indeed the explicit approach of a number of Paskim that there is a biblical mitzvah to bury. And even though, again, like we saw in the beginning, it's a little bit confusing. We have all these different variant readings of the Gemara. But even though in the context, the literal meaning of the Pasuk is to bury a person who was put to death by the Sanhedrin, nevertheless, the unsta- the, 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 we learn out from the Pasukim that there is actually a biblical mitzvah to bury all dead people, not just somebody who was put to death by the Sanhedrin. Now, In the conversation between Rav Chama and Shrey Malka, so the Gemara says that if it would have just said the word Kikover, I would have thought that, that, that would, it would have been good enough to put the person into an Oren, or into an Argas, into a box, into a coffin. Now that we have Kikover Tikbirenu, the double ocean it has to be Kfuras Karka, has to be buried in the ground. Now, let me read to you a Ramban. This Ramban is in Teres Adam, which is the Ramban's Halacha Sefer. And he starts off by quoting a Gemara Yerushalmi. And the Gemara Yerushalmi lists the last will and testaments of Rebbe. And one of the things is he says, My coffin should be made, uh, should be a hole from my coffin to the ground. Pirush, says the Ramban, what this means is, they should remove the bottom panel of the coffin. They should bury him directly in the ground. Because burying in the ground is a mitzvah. Now again, what, why is Kvuras Karka a mitzvah? Well, he doesn't say, he's going to say this in a moment, right? But we just saw from the Gemara that from this puzzle, you see that you have to bury in the ground. However, what the Ramban's point is that if it would just be from this Gemara, we'll see in a minute, if it would just be from this Gemara, you could put the person in a coffin and put the coffin in the ground. <coughs> but Rebbe is saying more than that. I don't want you to just put my coffin in the ground. I want you to remove the bottom panel of the coffin so I should be directly in the ground. That and then he say. says, Veloy tema, veloy, yeah, that you, one second. Don't think that this is, Rebbe only said this because he wanted to be buried in the ground of Eretz Yisrael. Which, by the way, that is the minhag today. It's interesting, by even by 
Jews who are not keeping and doing all the halachas, etc. That's the one thing you go to. I've been to funerals, even in, in, in unfortunately, even in non-Jewish cemeteries of a Jew, and they'll put in a little pouch of earth from Eretz Yisrael. Says the Ramban, no, it's nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. I feel the bechutzlar. This mitzvah of being directly in the ground applies even outside of Eretz Yisrael. Because the, the Hashem says to Adam Arishan, you shall return to dust. So return to dust means go as close as possible to dust. Now, the Gemara, in the, as far as I know, in the whole conversation where the Gemara talks about the mitzvah of burial, it doesn't bring this pasuk v'alafa tashuv. Right? The Ramban is introducing this as being the reason why Rebbe didn't want that they should put his coffin in the ground directly. He wanted them to remove the bottom panel. Now, the Lashon of Yisham is to make a hole. The Ramban says to remove the bottom panel. And he says that's nothing to do with um, Eretz Yisrael. And similarly, you have in the Chidushi Haran on Sanhedrin, where he also goes through similar, to, very similar to Nambana from most respects. And he finishes off by saying, because of the Pasuk of Toshuv, that the the offer who also take the kind of kuras karkamamish is good. Yeah, a person would fulfill his obligation by putting the coffin in the ground, but it's better to be directly in the ground shalei behefsuk without the separation of the coffin. This is also in the minag in Grona, which is where the the Rambam and lived in Spain and its surrounding towns. So we see that the minag in Spain already was to bury without a coffin. Um, yeah, and of course, they have nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. Now, nowadays, in Eretz Yisrael, they talk a bury without a coffin. Um, to my knowledge, the, I, I'm not aware of any place in Chutzlaretz where they bury completely, where they bury without a coffin. To my knowledge, it's usually because of governmental, you know, because of uh, regulations, uh, legal re- regulations. However, it is common practice, uh, certainly amongst Frum uh, Chavrikadishas, that there is a hole on the bottom of the Aran, like the Lashon of the Yushalmi, he covered the Kuva La'aretz. There should be a hole. I don't remember exactly. I've seen it before. I don't know exactly how old there is a hole. And many have the Minhag, including Chabad, have this Minhag to completely, like the like the Lashon of the Ramban over here, to com- completely remove the bottom panel of the coffin. If you haven't been by a funeral, sometimes you'll see some stuff going on. Often that's what's going on. It depends exactly on design, on the design of the coffin, how it's done. But it is done. There's various different ways of accomplishing it. Yeah. And that the whole bottom panel of the coffin is removed after it's lowered into the ground. Again, the reason why they do it after it's lowered into the ground is usually because of the either legal or cemeteries regulations. Otherwise, yeah, it's not a... Okay. Okay, now, there's a Ramban in this week's parsha, the same Ramban who writes in Teres Adob, that we just said, that there's a mitzvah to be buried in the ground, and he, uh, he explains what you see from this Gemara, okay, so it's an extra mitzvah to be buried directly in the ground uh, by removing the bottom panel, but just to bury somebody by leaving, not bury them, just to... I guess put them away by leaving them in a coffin will not fulfill the mitzvah of kvura. Does not fulfill the mitzvah of burial. If it would, if the pasuk would just say kikavir, you would say you fulfill the mitzvah of burial by leaving by putting them away. You put them in a coffin. There's no bezyoyna. There's no embarrassment. Nobody sees it. It's all done. So, so that would be fine. But because the pasuk says kikavir tikvirenu, this double expression, we learn now that you don't fulfill the mitzvah unless you actually put it in the ground. Now there. 
This is the Ramban. This is the Ramban's comment on the Gemara. Now, the very same Ramban has a commentary on the Chumash, which Ari is learning. And I don't know if you started Pashas Chayisara yet, but if you look in the Ramban in Pashas Chayisara, he says um, that as part of the negotiations between Avram Avinu and the Bnei Ches, he said to them that if you won't sell me this field, I can bury I'll bury her. He's going to bury Sarah in an orange in in a box. In other words, what he means is, I want to, I want you to be able to put Sarah in the cave to bury her. What we call bury. If you're not going to sell me anything, I'll just do it. In, I'll do it without burial. I'll just put her in orange. Right. So the Chayra, this seems to be present a problem because the same Ramban has told us that the mitzvah of kvura is to put it in the ground. So how could he say that Avram? was saying that he would, you know, worst comes to worst, he'll just put Sarah in the How does that add up? So here there's an interesting klichanda. Uh, and he says like this. He quotes from the Amnei Nezer. The Goin HaKodesh Misochach of the Sochach of the Amnei Nezer. He says like this. <coughs> the Gemara says in Chulin, talks about the mitzvahs that Goyim do. It says one of the mitzvahs that Goyim do is that they don't sell a human corpse in the but in the atlas, in the in the meat stores, in the meat in the meat market. Right? In other words, they're not cannibals. Right? Well, not just they're not cannibals, they're not selling it. So the Avninezer asks, I don't understand. Why is that a mitzvah? Well why do Goyim have the mitzvah it's a mitzvah for yid. Why what mitzvah is a goy fulfilling by not Returning by, by by not burying the dead and by not or by burying the dead or by not selling the selling the human meat in the market, what mitzvah do you fulfilling? Says that the nazer. Um, <coughs> after the after the sin of the the other ate from the tree. Hashem tells him, "You will, you will uh, eat by the toil of your hand until you return to the dust." Because you were taken from the dust, you are dust, and you'll return to dust. So the Medrash says, "The Medrash says." Hashem says to Adam, the little bit of dust, the handful of dust from which you were created, is not stolen. It's not, you're not stealing it. So you have to return it. So basically, the way that Amnineza explains this message is that a person is created from the dust, and his job was to refine it, to rectify it. Now that you've sinned, so you haven't really refined and rectified the dust properly. So you've got to get it back. Now you've got to give it back. So the mitzvah of burial is to give it back. Now he says, now you understand which mitzvah a goy is doing by burial. Because one of the Sheva mitzvahs of Neinoyach is theft. And we know that the Sheva mitzvahs of Neinoyach are not just literally theft. But it's the general umbrella of honesty and integrity, etc. So Mamela, he says, the, the mitzvah of burial is that a person who passes away and his, uh, he may not be 100% perfect and hasn't completely refined the dust, so he has to return it to the dust. 
Refine the dust, you said? Completely. Refined. In other words, he make, makes his body holy. His body is dust. He makes it holy. Says the Klechemda <coughs> that... One second. If you read ahead, you won't be surprised. Wait, sir. I don't understand anything. <laughs> anyway, so it's like... Now, look more important. So that's one reason. One reason for burial is one reason for burial is that you have to return the dust. Another reason for burial is, like we said before, that it's it's he brings from from the but the point is that it's it's embarrassing. It's a bizoyoin, like the Gemara says, that a person should just be exposed, right? Says the What's the difference between these two reasons? If the reason for burial is just that the body shouldn't be exposed, so then maybe it's enough to leave them in a coffin, they're not exposed. But if the mitzvah is to return to the dust, then it has to actually be buried in the ground. Says the, says the, uh, says the klichemda, that's the pshat. As far as Sarimeno was a tzadikah, Sarimeno did refine the dust. So she, the first reason that it has to return to the dust because you have to, because it's like theft, that doesn't apply to Sarimeno. And therefore, Avram could tell him, look, if you don't want to give me a burial, it's fine, I don't mind. Sari Meno doesn't need to be buried like everybody else has to be buried. Sari Meno ha- is good enough for her to be buried, le- le- put away in the, box. in the box, left in the box. Yes. I'm sorry, I, I missed the concept of theft. He says that returning, you, the person is created from the dust. It has to it, return to it. You have to refine it and make it holy. If you didn't do it, at least give it back. Uh-huh. You know I gave, I give you my material yeah. to make something out of. You don't do the job. Give me back my materials. Okay. That's based on Avdineza's reading of the Medrash. Now, by the way, this is a, it's a yeah, tremendous chiddush. It's a tremendous chiddush, but there's also a very, very strange Gemara which perhaps we could understand based on this on this chiddush. Um, Gemara says like this, when the Belazer, the son of Rabbi Shem Yichai, was dying, I'll just read you the English, he said to his wife, I know that the rabbis are angry at me, so they will not take care of me properly after my death. When I die then, again, we're not going to get into the whole context of the Gemara right now, lay me to rest in my attic, and do not be afraid of me. Shmuel Manachmeni said, Rabbi Yonason's mother related to me that Rabbi Lozer, the son of Rabbi Shem's wife, had related to her the following, for a period of not less than 18 years, and not more than 22 years, I laid him to rest in the attic. So the Gemara is saying that Abelazar Shimon's body was in his attic for a period of somewhere between 18 and 22 years. Um, when I would go up to the attic, I would examine his hair. Whenever a single hair would fall out from him, blood would appear in its place. What The, the blood, if a hair would fall out of his body that had been deceased for 18 years plus, a hair, the blood would come out in the place where the hair was. One day I saw a worm that was emerging from his ear. So I became disheartened, thinking that perhaps now he would begin to decay and decompose. But he appeared to me in a dream, and he said to me, don't worry about it, the worm is nothing to be concerned about. It's simply a punishment for the fact that one day I heard a disparagement of a rabbinical student, and I did not protest as I should have. Two people came to judgment. They would stand by the gate. One would state his case, the other would state his case, and a voice would emanate from the attic and say, you are liable, you are not liable. Okay, then uh, there was some other quarreling going on, and uh, basically, uh, at some point, this this uh, this arrangement had to come to an end, and um, he was buried, okay? Why was why did he want to be not buried in the first place? Because, say yeah, it's the whole, it's, it's a long sugi him. But he said that they were... 
They wouldn't do it properly. Oh, they wouldn't do it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was concerned that they would not inter him in the burial cave of his father, and in the end, after the 22 years, they did. Okay. So, this is a, as you can imagine, this is a extremely fascinating Gemara and a lot to, lot, lot to unpack, but just for the one point that's relevant to our discussion right now is, wow. like, what about the mitzvah of burial? How could he, how could the Blessed of Shimon just allow himself to be there, tell her to just leave him there for, indefinitely as far as he was concerned, yeah? What about the Surely there's a mitzvah of burial. So the Maharsha over there says that um, there's two reasons. If you look in the Gemara, we lo- learned before, there's two reasons for burial. We're not sure which one is the reason, but there's two options. Either it's Mishum Kapara or Mishum Bizyoyna. Either it's for an atonement or because of Bizyoyna that um, it's an embarrassing. So he says, what's the embarrassment? The bar- embarrassment is, as Rashi said, that people see the body decompose. Here, the body didn't decompose, so that wasn't a problem as far as he was concerned. Um, second of all, it's a kapara, it's an atonement. Um, so, so he says, um, he says that, even nevertheless, he says the Masha says two things. First of all, Rebbe um, didn't need atonement. But second of all, he says there's an idea that Mishum Kovit Hames you're allowed to delay. Delay. That means even though, like we said, okay, now I'll leave the body overnight, so you have to make the funeral that very day. Nevertheless, we see that often we don't do the funeral that very day. We wait, and the answer is, as the Gemara explains, Mishum Kovit Hames, if you need time to procure or family members to come in or whatever other things that are there for the honor of the deceased then it's okay to wait so here it was for his honor because he wasn't going to be buried for 22 years he, didn't, he wasn't going to be buried in the cave together with his father so it was to his honor and therefore it's okay but Al-Kopanim based on this medrash that the Avni Nezer invokes about Sari Menu we could say a similar thing about about the Blazer of Shimon also that because he was so refined to the extent that in Rima Vesilea Shalatus boy that 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 his body didn't compose or decay, so therefore there was Lachatchila, there was no mitzvah of burial in the ground, it was good enough to be buried just in fulfill the mitzvah by burial in an Argas. Okay. Um, wow. Mm. Now I want to move on to the next uh, topic, unless people want to interrupt with some questions. Was he buried in the cave with his father? Yes, in the end he was. He got it. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. You can go to Miran now, it's right there. And so you would get from this also that if somebody passed away and they hadn't had a proper burial, even if it had been a, a extended period of time, for years or whatever, it's a, and the family knew about it or whatever, it would be proper then to... Yes, there are a lot of... whatever remains there are, however decomposed it may be, and, and bury it properly according to halakha. Is that That's often the case. There's lots of chubas from Moshe, from other, about different cases of burial about mausoleum. Ramosha is very, very angry about the mausoleums. He's like, Ramosha says you're not even allowed to be buried in a cemetery that has a mausoleum. Wow. Even for Goyim? No, he's not talking about Goyim. He's talking about Eden. Elafer Tashivenu. Elafer Tashuv. Elafer Tashuv. That Pasuk, wouldn't that apply to non-Jews too? Um, so that's a question that... Um, I heard somewhere that the story of Rebbe Rashab, when he was re- reburied, reburied his body for many yeah. years, was intact. Yeah, that's that we have 
witness. That's quote unquote. That's documented evidence. So they they had to move the Rebbe Rashab. They, they were Moshe Nefesh. It was. They would have been because wow. basically the communists were going to build a highway. What it right. was, they were Moshe Nefesh in the middle of the night to to move the Rebbe Rashab to a different cemetery, and it was. I could look this up. I could look it up with the details, but it was uh, many years after he died, and uh, his body was completely intact. Uh, it could even be that the coffin was intact, also. But um, yeah, there's, there's eyewitness accounts of that. Um, okay, that count? There's eyewitness accounts. The eyewitness accounts. So um, Zionists or all right, anyway, let's move on a little bit to the Rambam. So the Rambam becomes very complicated and strange. So, <coughs> first of all, the Rambam says like this. The Rambam is in the laws of mourning, the laws of Eval. Parakut base, the beginning of Parakut base, he says like this. If a person says, don't be masked with me, don't eulogize me, and so I say, you listen to him. However, you don't have to. You do, yeah, if a person says don't eulogize, then you listen to him and you don't eulogize. Ah. However, if a person does uh, leaves a, says please don't bury me, you don't listen to him. Why don't you listen to him? Why why do you bury him? Biblical mitzvah. Huh? Biblical mitzvah. Oh, you said it's a biblical mitzvah. Anybody else? Why should you not? If a person says. We learned the Gemara. I'm not sure if you were here when we read the Gemara. But we read the Gemara. If a person says, don't bury me, why should you not There's listen to him? There's two different reasons why uh, you might, you have to bury a person. Either because it's a desire to the person or because of a kapara. So if the reason was for that you can't disgrace the person, it would be a, a lack of dignity to the person. So it doesn't matter. If he says not to do that, not to do it, you would still bury the person. Mm. But if it's the other reason, the reason that... It's a kapara. The person could say, you know, I don't want the kapara. Right. So, uh, well, and then if so said, either so either we might paskin that that's the main reason, but that it's a, that, that it's the reason the main reason for burial is because of the kapara. So therefore, or it's a suffix. Or you might hold. Right. Or it's a suffix. Right. If it's a suffix. So basically, again, just to summarize, the Gemara said there's two possible reasons for burial: either mishum kapara or mishum bezyoyna. If you say the reason of bezyoyna, then if a person asks, "Don't bury me," we don't listen to him. We bury him anyway. If the reason is mishum kapara, then we have to bury. Then, then if he says, "Don't bury me," you don't bury him. One second. And we saw before the Ran and the Ramban said. The Rosh, it's a bad leaf, so we don't know, so we have to be Machmer. Now, here the Rambam is passing that you have to listen to him, that, that you have to be Machmer, you have to bury him. So you would expect the Rambam to say the reason <coughs> is because it's a bazillion to leave him. You can't, you can't listen to him, you can't leave him exposed. It would be a bazillion to do so, and therefore you have to bury him. That's what you would expect the Rambam to say based on having learned the Gemara. However, that's not what the Rambam says. The Rambam, in fact, says, what you said, he says, "Ain shemulo, you don't listen to him." Shakvura mitzvah, because burial is a mitzvah. Shadam kikovitik bereno, as the pasuk says, you shall bury him. Yes. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm just listening to. It. I, I, it's fine. I, it's, I was going to say. I was going to say. Whatever discussion you had, it kind of that. That's the answer. Biblical mitzvah, because this biblical mitzvah in capsule is a discussion, prior discussion. Right. Okay. I mean, no, so, so if there, even if there's a suffix, then it's machmer. But if there's no suffix, and if it's, oh. if it's, I mean, it's still, it's so, still. So here's how the lacha mishnah. Maybe this is what you mean to say, but this is how the lacha mishnah. The lacha mishnah asks kasha. The lacha mishnah asks, why is the Rambam saying the reason you don't listen to him is because 
there's a mitzvah to bury, you should say the reason don't listen to him is because burial is Mishum B'jenu. Says, says the Lecha Mishnah, and here, remember, we started off reading this whole Gemara, which was not clear, there were different readings of the Gemara, it wasn't entirely clear, but this is what the Lecha Mishnah says. He says that the Ramam understands this whole question on the Gemara is according to the shit of the Ramas, according to the reading of the Gemara, that there is no biblical mitzvah to, to, to according to the opinion of the Gemara, that there is no biblical mitzvah to bury, it's merely a Ramas, it's merely, merely an allusion to, the, to bury. In other words, what does that opinion hold? That the mitzvah to bury, that's explicit, Kikovit, know is talking about somebody who's put to death by the Bezdin. And in that case, there's a biblical mitzvah to bury him. For anybody else, there isn't really a real mitzvah, it's merely a Ramas. So then the Gemara says, okay, so, so it's an illusion. It's not a real mitzvah. So what's the reason for that? Oh, so the Bajayin, Kapara, and then the Bay, according to that reason, you would listen to him. But that's only according to the opinion that says Remes. If you say that there's a real mitzvah to bury, so then it doesn't matter if the reason is Mishum Bajayin or the reason is Kapara, whatever the reason is, like you said, there's a mitzvah to bury. There's a mitzvah to bury. You can't listen to him, not to bury him. Right. What does the Rambam Paskin? Does the Rambam Paskin have a mitzvah to bury? Or does the Rambam Paskin, it's just a Remes? So if you look in Hilcha Sanhedrin, the Rambam says. It's in Hilchus Sanhedrin, chapter 15, the Rambam says, There's a positive mitzvah to bury all people who are put to death by the Bezdin on the day that they were killed. Not only is it forbidden, not only for people who are put to death by Bezdin, anybody who leaves the dead overnight violates a negative mitzvah. Even if it's not put to death. Now, we'll we'll get into more detail of this Ramam in a moment. But for now, says the Lecha Mishnah, you see from here that the Ramam Paskins that you know there's a mitzvah to bury anybody. It's not merely a remes. So exactly what version of the Gemara the Rambam had and how he understood the difference between the various versions, etc., doesn't matter. The bottom line, I mean, it doesn't matter. But for the purpose of our discussion, the bottom line is, is the Rambam says in Hilchas and Hadrin there's a mitzvah to bury everybody. If there's a mitzvah to bury everybody. It doesn't matter what the reason is. The whole discussion in the Gemara that whether or not, the Gemara says whether you listen to him not to bury him or not depends on what the reason is, that's all according to the shit that it's a remez, that it's only an illusion that you should bury somebody. There's no real mitzvah. The Rambam Paskins is a real mitzvah to bury, and there, and, and therefore, and therefore, the, you, you never listen to somebody who says not to bury him. Yes? This answers something that was bothering me. I think Label wanted to say something, yeah? Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, it's, uh, he passed that ceremony because it's, it violates misvasa. What was the reason he was passing that it's a, it's a mitzvah? Again, I'll read to you this Ramam again. You know what? I'm going to get back to this, so we'll read this Ramam again in a minute. Yes, sorry. I mean, from the beginning, I was very bothered by this whole discussion of what the reason is for the, for the mitzvah. I mean, that, that, that kind of violates a principle we have that you know, the Torah tells you to do something, you don't handle what is the reason for the mitzvah, you just do it. You don't get into, the, there's a concept of low darshan time in the Krah. But if you say what you're saying now, or what the Lech Mishnah is saying, that really there's a difference between a remez to something, but it's not, not, it's not, the, actual, it's not the actual mitzvah, it's a remez from the actual mitzvah to something else, so then you could say, well, what's the reason? Then, then should I, do I have to do it in all circumstances or not? Exactly. And I would add, we started off by saying that, oh, it's a kalvachomer. If you have to bury somebody who's, who's, who's put to death, certainly you have to bury anybody else. Wow. Now, I don't think it's an actual kalvachomer, because if it would be a proper kalvachomer, then it wouldn't be a remez. A kalvachomer makes something derisive, because kalvachomer is one of the shloshas and amidas. But, but that's the idea. How is it a remez? The Torah is telling you there's a value to bury somebody. 
So even though the Torah only says it explicitly in the case of based in, but that teaches you the value, which is then carried over to any dead person. Now, there's another big problem with this Rambam. Another, and then we're going to get back to this halacha right now. This Rambam that I just read to you was from chapter 12 of the Laws of Evil, where he says there's a mitzvah to bury Shanaim HaKikovitik Baran. Which, again, seems to imply that it's a biblical mitzvah to bury somebody. Right? However, there's another Rambam, a mere two chapters later, where he says, It is a mitzvah of Devrehem. It is a rabbinic mitzvah. To comfort the mourners, to take out the dead, and to marry people, to accompany guests, and to preoccupy oneself with all the needs of the burial, to carry the body on your shoulder, to go in front of him, to eulogize, to dig, and to bury, etc. All of these are mitzvah, they're all specifically rabbinic commandments, but generally they're under the biblical mitzvah of So upon him, there seems to be an explicit contradiction between these two Rambams, where in the beginning of chapter 12 of Evil, he said that his seems to be saying that it's a biblical mitzvah to bury the dead, and here he says, including here and to dig and to, and to bury, is a rabbinic mitzvah. So which one is it? Is it a biblical mitzvah or is it a rabbinic mitzvah? Explicitly in the beginning, he said, he didn't say it explicitly. It he says, No, the Yolayolin was in Hilchus Sanhedrin. Again, we have here three Rambams that we're looking at. We're looking at the Rambam in Hilchus, chapter, Hilchus Evil chapter, Parikud Base, was on morning chapter 12, where he says that you don't listen to him not to bury him because it's a mitzvah to bury Shanem Arkikovitik Bereno. Then you have in Hilchus, in the two chapters later in Hilchus Evil, where he says that it's a rabbinic mitzvah to engage in the burial process. Then you have early on in Hilchus Sanhedrin, where in the context of where he's talking about putting people to a person who's put to death, and there he says a positive mitzvah and a negative mitzvah. Oh, that's Shalom Yolin is the negative. Yeah. And you also have Shalom that means that's the positive right. mitzvah. Now, so there's a, a number of different ways of understanding this Rambam. Which, yeah. So, interesting. I mean, you could argue. I, I mean, what's the exact? I don't remember the exact lashon in that Rambam about the burial part that was that he where he says it's terabanan, but there's different components to the burial. There's the actual putting the person in the ground, and then you know the rest of the process, you know, covering him a certain amount or whatever, and all that other oh. things. Those might all be those might all be the rabbanan in terms so, of the category so, of yeah, of, 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 of So your your yeah, uh, what I'm going to present here is two different approaches to this Rambam, with also a twist from the Rebbe. Um, so m- maybe you could even call it three approaches. And I think what you're saying ties in nicely. But l- let's start one by one. First of all, there's a sefer called Gesher Achayim, which is a, a quite uh, authoritative, common, uh, po- um, popular sefer on anything to do with the laws of death and burial, etc. Written Gesher Chaim is authored by Rabbi Chil Mukhil Tukushinsky, who was a very uh, prominent Rav in Eretz Yisrael. We've discussed him many times, and um, yeah, he lived. Uh, he, he was he was still around uh, by the establishment of the state. I, I would probably guess he died in. The, if I had to guess, I would say he died in the early 60s. But Who's I, this? I bet Rav Tukushinsky. Oh, uh, International Dateline. 
He's big on the Dateline. He was big on the Sisat Luis Barras. He's big on all many of these type yeah. of Shilas. So he says that actually there's another source that we're missing. We've been we've been discussing Elafatoshuv. We've been discussing Kovitik Bireno. We've been discussing all these things. You're missing. He says you're missing a much more a much more elementary source. At the beginning of Parshas Emor, the Torah says that a Kohen is not allowed to come into contact with a dead body, with the exception of his immediate relatives, while he's engaging in their burial. Mm-hmm. Now, implicit in that is that it's a mitzvah to engage in burial, otherwise why would we burying, allow the right. Kohen to contaminate himself? And it's not just allow, we require him to. Mm-hmm. Right? So therefore he says that there's really three different chiyuvim over here. First of all, there's a biblical chiyuv to bury one's own dead. Based that, on the last statement. Based on, this, on the mitzvah of the Kohen. For Kohanim. Then there's another mitzvah. From Kohanim. Then there's another mitzvah that's accumbent upon all Jews, and that is that if a person's, <coughs> if, the, if, if a person died and his family are not taking care of it, so then everybody has a mitzvah to bury him, and that is learned out from Kikover Tikbereno. And again, Kikover will teach you only for Haruge Bezden. The Dabalashan teaches you that anybody, there's a mitzvah for him to marry anybody. That's all on a biblical mitzvah. What's the rabbinic mitzvah? The rabbinic mitzvah is that even if somebody's already being buried, you have two guys with a spade and a shovel that are burying him. But what about everything else? What about there should be a lot of people by the Leviah? What about a Hesbud? What about a Matzeva? What about all the other trimmings around it? That is... The rabbinic mitzvah, which Rambam talks about in chapter 14. I'm making sure the shovel's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the rabbinic mitzvah which Rambam talks about in chapter 14, which is a rabbinic mitzvah, although it is under the general uh, umbrella of the biblical mitzvah of Avasi Yisro. Okay, that's, that's the Gesher HaChaim's approach. That's Rabbi Michal Tukashinsky's approach. Now, here... Okay, first I'll tell you the other approach, and then I'll tell you what the rabbi has to say. Um... Let me find that. There is a Minchasasha from Rabbi Weiss, and he argues as follows. So, I we have another three minutes. Oh, yeah, I was just uh, making the coffee. Yeah, we almost finished. Okay. So, he says like this He says, <laughs> if you look in the Rambam, he, he's bothered. He starts off by addressing, he, if you look in the Rambam, he's, he says, Look, you have this contradiction. What are you going to do? Um, and the truth is, I just told you these Rambams over here. But if you look in the Rambam and Sefer HaMitzvahs, if you look in the Rambam and Sefer HaMitzvahs, where is it? One, two. Let's see here. The Rambam and Sefer HaMitzvahs says, HaMitzvah HaRish HaMedal, which is Sivon Nalikber Haruge Bezdin, Vuadim Bishar Mesim. Right? There's a positive mitzvah to bury anybody. So, so there's a mitzvah to bury, a biblical mitzvah to bury. And then he says it's a rabbinic mitzvah. Says, Menachos also, says Rabbi he says like this. That, remember the Ramban explained the Gemara. One second. Ramban explained the Gemara that Kikover would just teach you, if it would just say Kikover, you would say it has to be in just an Orin. Tikbarena, the double Lashon, is that you have to bury. bury. An alternative reading in the Gemara was Kikover for the Haruge Bezdin. Tikbarena is for all dead people. 
So Rav Shavai suggests like this. The Ramam understands the Gemara to be saying like this. For somebody who's put to death by the Bezdin, there's a, prob- there's a mitzvah of you have to bury them in the ground. For somebody who wasn't put to death by the Bezdin, the only mitzvah, the biblical mitzvah, is that you, can't, you shouldn't leave them exposed. You bury them in the orange. There is no, you can't use the Tikbarano on both sides. So either the Tikbarano is telling you that it applies to all dead people, or Tikbarano is telling you that putting in an orange is not good enough, you have to put it in the ground. So what you're left with is that, the, that if the person just died a natural, was not put to death by the best, and he just died, or whatever, or for any other reason he's dead. Now there's a biblical mitzvah covered, which means that you're not allowed to leave him exposed, but there's no biblical mitzvah to put him in the ground. That's a rabbinic mitzvah. And he says, if you look at the Rambam, it's very, it's very, um, it's, it's very interesting. That in chapter 12, where he says there's a biblical mitzvah, he, say, he just says, Shakvura mitzvah. doesn't get into details. But later on, in chapter 14, I think this, this ties nicely into Menchah and into Gesher Chaim's word. Because in chapter 14, two things. First of all, he's putting it together with all these other needs to, to carry him and to go in front of him and to eulogize him, which is the point that Bechiel Michal Tukashinsky was making. But then another thing. Before, in chapter 12, he says, Shehakvura mitzvah, burial is a mitzvah. Here he says, to dig and to bury. If it was just burial is a mitzvah, you could bury him in a box. The rabbinic mitzvah is lach to dig and to bury, to bury him, to put the box in the ground. So that's two possible ways of understanding the Gemara. Now, there is a Rishima of the Rebbe. Rishimas of the Rishima, Rebbe's Rishimas are notes that the Rebbe, for the most part, it's notes that the Rebbe wrote for himself. He never published them, he never did anything with them, they were just the, his notebooks. And after the Rebbe passed away, the, the, uh, many of these notebooks were published. <coughs> now, here, the Rishimus Kufchav Zayn and Kufchav Ches are notes that the Rebbe wrote on a kuntras from Rabbi Chil Yaakov Weinberg. Rabbi Chil Yaakov Weinberg, who was in uh, Berlin, who the Rebbe knew him in Berlin, and the Rebbe received smicha from him in Berlin. Really? Yeah. You never knew that? No. Yeah. Rabbi Chil Yaakov Weinberg? Yeah, yeah. Mark Shapiro has written a lot about that. Well, I read the biography. I don't remember that. Yeah. So, so, but so Rebbe Yaakov Weinberg wrote a sefer or kuntras on the laws of burial, and he gets into this Rambam and the Lech Mishnah and the whole thing, and he makes some suggestions. Now, and the Rebbe has notes on this kuntras, and the Rebbe is arguing with some of the points that Rebbe Yaakov Weinberg ma- makes. Now, I have to confess that it's quite complicated sugya, and I do not fully understand all the Rebbe's arguments, and I don't, underst- I don't, I don't fully understand the sugya. But I'm just going to take out one thing from this. It seems to me that what the Rebbe is saying is that the Rambam holds, the way the Rambam reads the Gemara, the Rebbe gets into all the different versions of the Gemara, etc. But the bottom line is like this. Again, we started off the class, there's two, there's two halves of the Pasuk. Don't leave the body overnight, do bury him. A negative mitzvah and a positive mitzvah. So the Rebbe learns Pshat in the Rambam, and again, based on the way Rambam learns Pshat in the Gemara, that the negative mitzvah, not to leave him overnight, that applies to all dead people. The positive mitzvah of Kikavitik Bireno, that you do have to bury him, that only applies to Haruge Bezdin, to people who were put to death by the Bezdin. There is no biblical positive mitzvah to engage in burial with other dead people. Now, if you look back, this is the Rambam you wanted me to read again. If you look back in Hilchas Sanhedrin, I'm reading to you the Rambam again. Mitzvah sasei likber is kol harugi bezin. It is a positive mitzvah. Listen very closely. Is it a positive mitzvah 
it is a positive mitzvah to bury all harugi bezin, to bury all people who were put to death by the bezin, b'yoyim hariga on the day they were killed, shenemar kikovir tikbirenu b'yoyim ahu. As the Pasuk says, you should bury him on that day. V'loy harugi bezin mulvad, and not only people who were put to death by the bezin, elakol ha-melein esmesoy, anybody who leaves the dead overnight, for no good reason, as Ramam continues to say, oiver b'olov b'loy sase violates a negative mitzvah. To not leave him overnight. To not leave him overnight. Now, before this, if not for the Rebbe's Rishima, you could you could sort of kind of read this two ways. It could be that what the Rambam is saying, that this doesn't apply only to Harugi Bezdin, is going in the whole halacha, that the positive mitzvah and the negative mitzvah um, apply both to Harugi Bezdin and to anybody else. Or... Which I, I will I will say I think that there is one could read it that way, but the, another way to read it is no. First, there's a mitzvah I say there's a positive mitzvah to bury people who are put to death by the best thing, and then there's a negative mitzvah for everyone. Now, why there should be that difference again? That gets into the intricacies of exactly how we read the Gemara, the different versions of the of the reading of the Gemara. Now. There are a number of chidushim of problems with the, the rabbis. So the rabbis reading it the second way that the positive mitzvah applies only to Haruge Bezdin, the negative mitzvah applies to everyone. Now, it, 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 there are a number of problems with the rabbis reading it, and I think the, 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 the biggest problem, the Chayra, is that the Rambam and Sefer Mitzvahs, like I read to you before, says the Chayrush. But it's the same thing. One second, what? In either case, they're not allowed to be left overnight. And well, what's the differences? Bo- both categories. Okay, so w- one second. So what's the di- so first of all, this is, there's a theoretical difference. There's a positive mitzvah and negative mitzvah, but it could be that uh, the, the Helena one, one, one could suggest. And again, I, I don't know if the Rebbe is suggesting this or if I'm suggesting this because I don't understand it properly, fully. But one could suggest that the heter of Helena lichvoidoi, the heter that one is allowed to delay the burial. Um, if it's for the honor of the deceased, is only a heter as far as the negative mitzvah is concerned. In other words, there's a negative prohibition, don't leave the dead overnight. But if you need to do so, because if you leave it overnight, you're going to be able to have techrichim, shrouds. But otherwise not, so then you're allowed to delay, right? Maybe that only applies to the negative mitzvah, not to the positive mitzvah. And therefore, according to this understanding, it would emerge that if a dead, that if a... that for Haruge Bezdin, you would not be allowed to wait. For a regular person who dies, there's no positive mitzvah, there's just a negative mitzvah, so you're allowed to wait if you're trying to, 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 to right. make a, an appropriate uh, burial, right. funeral. But for Haruge Bezdin, where you have a, a positive mitzvah, on the day that he was put to death, perhaps there's no heter of, of, of delaying it for his honor. Mm-hmm. Now, the, 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 again, the problem, that the, the biggest problem that I have with it, again, besides the fact that I don't fully, I'm, I'm, I don't fully understand all the different uses of the Gemara and all the meaning the Rebbe is attributing to the different readings of the Gemara, and again, this is not something that the Rebbe explained. This is this was the notes that the Rebbe wrote to his hand and sh- to himself in shorthand. It's not. It's very cryptic. Yeah, but in Sefer Mitzvahs, the Rambam in the positive mitzvah of burial, the Rambam includes. Um, the Rambam includes also any, n- not just a 
people who are put to death by the Bezdin, anybody. And so does the Sefer HaChinuch, who usually emulates the Rambam. Now, it's not a period. You could still say that the Rambam, there often you have things that the Rambam writes in Sefer HaMitzvahs. Not often, but you do have things that the Rambam writes in Sefer HaMitzvahs. And later in Mishnah Torah, he changed his mind. So maybe this is something that the Rambam changed his mind. I just want to finish off that, again, we're trying to explain this stira in the Rambam. Is there, a, is, 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 is there a positive mitzvah? Is, is there a biblical mitzvah to bury, or is there a rabbinic mitzvah to bury, right? So, yeah, Ari. I'm, tr- I'm trying to say, according to the rabbi's understanding, that the negative mitzvah is for everybody, and the positive mitzvah is only for Haruki Bezin, perhaps we can also now address this contradiction in the Rambam. The Rambam says in Perak Yudalad that there's a rabbinic mitzvah to be engaged in burial. That's true of all people. All people, there's a rabbinic mitzvah to engage in burial. In Perikut Beis, he says that there's a net that if a person, uh, hold, hold on, one more thing, the, what, the, it says that there's a rabbinic mitzvah of burial. What's the rabbinic mitzvah of burial based on? Kikavu said the Gemara it's a remez, like the Lechem Mishnah said it's a remez. In other words, it's not just a regular rabbinic mitzvah; it's a rabbinic mitzvah which has an illusion in the pasuk Kikavu Tikbereno, right? The Rambam in Hilchah Sanhedrin said explicitly, according to the way the Rambam is reading, the, reading that Rambam, that the biblical mitzvah, Kikavitik Biranu, as a full-fledged mitzvah, only applies to Haruge Bezdin. Yes. The remez of that applies to everybody. Now, so let's go back and read this. Again, Perak Tazov of Sanhedrin said there's a negative mitzvah for everybody and a positive mitzvah for Haruge Bezdin. Perak Yudalud 14 of Evil said that there's a rabbinic mitzvah to bury everybody. Now in chapter 12, when the Rambam is saying that if somebody says that you shouldn't bury him, you don't listen to them, what does he say? Kvura is a mitzvah. Is based on the Pasuk Is it a rabbinic mitzvah or a biblical mitzvah? It depends. If it's Haruge Bezdin, it's a rab- biblical Rabbi, mitzvah. Biblical. If it's, Haruge, if it's a, a regular person, then it's a rabbinic mitzvah, which is, but, but both the rabbinic and the biblical mitzvah are based on that same Pasuk So the Rambam in chapter 12 is not getting into whether it's biblical or rabbinic. Right now, all I'm telling you is that if a person says, don't bury me, you don't listen to him because there's a mitzvah to be buried based on the Pasuk You want to know the exact status of that mitzvah? I'll tell you. Go to chapter 14, I'll tell you that for regular people it's only rabbinic. Go to Hilchas and Hedrin chapter 15, I'll, I'll tell you that for Haruge Bezdin it's a biblical mitzvah. So uh, what I'm saying is that based on this regime uh, of the Rebbe, we have a third interpretation. So we have three interpretations in this Rambam. We had Rabbi Chilmuchel Tukashinsky who says that the biblical mitzvah is to, be, to bury and the rabbinic mitzvah is all the pomp and ceremony around it. You had the, the Minchus who said that the biblical mitzvah would be enough to just leave them in a coffin, and the biblical mitzvah, the rabbinic mitzvah, is lach berulikva. They have the kvura bekarka. They have to bury them in the ground. And then I'm suggesting, based on this regime of the Rebbe, that no, that it just depends. For Haruge Bezdin, there's a biblical mitzvah. For everybody else, there's a rabbinic mitzvah. Both the rabbinic and the biblical mitzvah are de- derived. Uh, on some level, from the puzzle, and therefore, chapter 12 tells you that if a person says, don't bury him, we don't listen, because there's a mitzvah to bury him. In other words, just, just, right? if it would just be for the negative mitzvah, based on what I said before, if it would just be for the negative mitzvah, so the negative mitzvah says, for his own honor, you, know, you, 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 you could leave him overnight. You need to get a proper shroud, you could leave him overnight. So maybe it would be good enough 
if he says don't bury him, well, maybe that's his honor. Maybe his honor is don't bury him because he asked not to bury him. So it could be that the negative mitzvah wouldn't apply over there. That's why the Rambam has to invoke the positive mitzvah. That even if he says, don't bury me, you still have to listen, because even though his honor might be to not bury him, but there's still a rabbinic mitzvah to bury him based on the pasuk of Kikavitik Bireno, whether it's Mishum Kapara or Mishum Bezyoyna, as the Gemara discusses. So we would violate his, his will even if we're going to call it a rabbinic mitzvah? Yes. Because we have a biblical mitzvah. In, in the Ramos, but still. Yeah, we violate. A person can't say, I don't want to I, I do, do a biblical mitzvah, a rabbinic mitzvah. Okay, but then can't you handle into the reason then? Are you talking about a rabbinic? Love Dafka. Again, Kovat Abrius is when a mitzvah is, when a certain scenario of the mitzvah is Kovat Abrius, not the mitzvah. Okay, I don't know. I don't want to compare. I'm like, like, like Label is saying, it's not a regular Abonan mitzvah, it's a mitzvah that Abonan which actually Ramos Minatayra. And again, I said to you before, like it's a, it's, a, it's a, the whole thing of remez minatayra is not so clear that it doesn't that it doesn't mean a biblical mitzvah, like we said by yichud, yeah, yichud. It's interesting to look up how the Rambam holds by yichud. Um, and if you look in Hilchasishus, in Hilchasisuribia, Parak Chav Bey is the last parak of Hilchasisuribia. Talks about yichud. You have a Rambam on your phone? Yeah. Open up Hilchasisuribia. Parak Sefer Kedusha. Which which app are you using? Rabbi Yomi. Hey, give me give me the phone. I'll find it quickly. I'll go to Allah. Oh, you have this one. Okay. Um, Sefer Kedusha. Halachas Suribia. Perek Chaf Beis. You Rambam text. Okay. The Rambam doesn't say explicitly whether that. From that you can't have yichud with your mother or whatever. Here the Rambam says isu yichud aroyus mimpia kabbalah. That it's. Al so it's, it's, it seems that it is the Raisa, even though the Gemara says Remez. So, just the fact that the Rambam said that the Gemara says Remez doesn't per se mean that it's not a full flight. Al it's different. There's some difference. Whichever way you cut it, it's not a, regu- it's not a regular biblical mitzvah. It's a Remez. It's, 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 again, it's some, some sort of quasi biblical mitzvah, maybe.